Kia ora, Vainantia from the Family Life New Zealand podcast and welcome to another episode uh, with me in studio again, uh, Steve Hooper. Kia ora. And Nikki Bray. Hello, nice to be here. Nice to have you along again, Nikki. Today, the topic on the table is conflict. On the last episode, we talked about differences and it's funny, but uh, these two really lead into each other and mm, so often our differences can be the greatest source of our conflict. Uh, But in today's show, we really want to unpack maybe two ways of looking at conflict. And we can either go through conflict in a positive way, or we could go through conflict in a destructive way. So we're going to unpack that a little bit. But I want to start with a quick quote. So I don't know who said this, but I thought it was quite catchy. Conflict often leads to war. Okay, Mm -hmm. if you think about it. So Mm -hmm. War doesn't determine who's right, only who's left. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I like that. (laughs) Very good. So with that, uh, we want to, in our relationships, not launch into full-fledged war, but we actually want to find better ways of looking at and dealing with our conflict. Um, Actually, can I just interrupt you a second there? Because it fits in. (laughs) You don't need to interrupt. Just go for it. The floor (laughs) is yours. It just fits in your comment there about it being war. It fits in with one of our key statements that we say at the Family Life Weekend, remember? Mm. And that is your mate is not your enemy. And so that fits in with what you've said. And I think Mm. often when we are in the middle of a conflict, gee, do we feel like they are the enemy. And we are, you know, we we can kind of get so consumed with what we want and how we feel and we go into attack mode Mm -hmm. and we look at that person as they are the number one enemy. And, of course, they're not. We're actually on the same side. And so it's a good thing to remember. And we encourage people, don't we, Steve, at the the weekends to write that statement and put it on the fridge where they're going to see it all the time. That is a huge, mm. yeah, it's a huge principle in terms of I know helpful for many, many people who have come to events over the years to realize, oh, actually, this person I came with, yeah, they're not my enemy. They're not the ones that are causing the problems that we have in our relationship. We're both in this together. Uh, We need to work on this together on how we can face a common enemy. That's right. But it's not the person I married. Oh, yeah, and I really like uh, that other quote you shared at the weekend where uh, even if you win, you go to bed with oh, a yeah. loser. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 So uh, should... Unless you're sleeping on the couch. <laughs> unless you're sleeping <laughs> on the couch. So you want to you wanna pick your battles mm. and hopefully work through those in a bit more of a constructive way. Mm. And on that same theme too, I think one of the main things, it's, it's good to determine in, in a relationship, especially when there's conflict, is not every battle is a hell to die on. <laughs> so it's choosing your conflict and We've said already it's not about winning or losing. It's about understanding. It's about growing together. And so sometimes we need to look at the conflicts we're having and thinking, is this really worth it? Yeah. Is this really worth us getting uh, heated up and, 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 and all that sort of stuff, you know, to, to find an outcome for this conflict? Maybe we can just agree to disagree agreeably. And with Leon and I in our relationship have found there's times where we've had to do that. Mm. We do disagree on things and that's okay. And I think um, in terms of a definition for conflict too, and I think it was Gary Chapman who came up with this, he said um, something like, let's see if I get this right, well, we have differences of opinion in our relationship, but that's not conflict. Conflict is when, and maybe, Nikki, you can remember the quote, You can, if I'm not correct, uh, conflict is when we have a difference of opinion and we both feel strongly about it. Because mm-hmm. um, if it's just a difference of opinion, we all have those and we need to work through those, but that's okay, it's not necessarily yeah. Conflict. It's when those emotions get in the way, right? And oh. then we, we just, mm. yeah, as you say, then can end up in full out war, which is what we don't want. 
Mm. Yeah. And I think your perspective on conflict will determine how you go through conflict. Mm. So true. Because I, I firmly believe conflict, if handled well, leads to harmony. Absolutely. Mm. And leads to growth, which just launches us into uh, – Nikki's got a nice little anagram that she's going to share with, uh, with us today. Um, do you want to share that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I will. And and before I do, I just want to say that you're so right on that perspective thing because I know for myself I had a bad view on conflict. I thought, and it's from from my past, and we all have a past, remember, our past is never our past. It, yeah. it is our present. We bring it with us. And so I had this idea that conflict was actually not a good thing. And so if we had conflict in our marriage, we were in a bad place. And so I would do all I could to not have conflict, thinking that that that, that was the indicator of how well we were doing. And Andy taught me, no, actually, conflict is okay. It's good. It's an opportunity to understand one another better. Mm-hmm. Um, but we need to handle it well. And that's the key. Yeah. And actually, so, maybe just to underwrite before you go into your anagram, mm. Nikki, is just to underwrite, why are we talking about conflict um, is to make the statement that we make at the weekend to remember is that conflict is common to all yeah. marriages. Good point. Yeah. Just because you have conflict in your relationship doesn't mean you married the wrong person. Mm. If you have troubles in your marriage, it just means you're, you're married. Normal. <laughs> <laughs> if you're, you're married. Normal, you're married. <laughs> hey, this is an opportunity, yeah, to get to know this other person mm. better. Yeah. Absolutely. So, yes, what I've come up with is um, one way of how we don't want to do conflict, and I call that gripe. Okay. And then the way we want to do conflict is growth. So we have either a gripe mindset or we have a growth mindset. So oh, the gripe that's the one very we, difficult to remember. <laughs> <laughs> the gripe's the one we don't want, right? Exactly. Yeah. We don't want the gripe. So shall I go through this? Yes. Yep. Okay, yes. So let's, let's start with the gripe. Okay, the gripe. So how not to do conflict. Mm. So G is to go underground. Okay. So in other words, we don't want to be hiding. And we, we don't. it's when we have that attitude of I'm not going to address this and instead, I'm just going to blame somebody else. Mm. You know, so it's just that, yeah, I, I, I'm I'm hiding from being exposing myself, yep, and yep. I'm just going to blame the other person. Gotcha. The R stands for resistant. Resistant. So that's where I'm in total denial. You know, we see couples all the time who say, "No, we don't have conflict," and they're just totally denying that there's any conflict. Um, the I stands for internalize, and that's when mm. we become overly sensitive. We, we won't let our partner bring anything up because, oh, it means that I'm so bad or they can't see, you know, I can't hear any of this. And we, we take everything as a personal affront. Mm. And you, you can't have a healthy discussion with that attitude. No. Um, P is being passive aggressive. <laughs> and my kids always remind me of this one. I'll say something and they'll be, oh, yes, being so passive aggressive. Um, so it's good to know, you know, how we can move into being passive aggressive and then e stands for the extreme you know when we are um we have that brutal honesty you know i'm going to say this because you need to hear it and it doesn't matter how i say it Mm. and that's when we talked about you know those four attitudes that destroy yeah and they are criticism defensiveness contempt and stonewalling and and when they are john gottman says when they are evidence in a in a marriage of ongoing communication your relationship is almost guaranteed to break down. Yeah. Now, we're all going to have some of those at some point because none of us are perfect, right? Yeah. You're yeah. not perfect, are you? No. No? Not at <laughs> all. No, well, well for, great surprise, but no. <laughs> yeah. Well, I know, Nikki, you've been doing this for, for 25 plus years and 
I don't know if any of our listeners, but I feel like I've just been drinking from a fire hose. <laughs> so, so do you want to maybe uh, unpack that that gripe um, again? And let's let's maybe have a bit of a yeah, discussion around each each one of those, mm. and then we'll move on to the growth yeah. on how to maybe better uh, yeah. deal with conflict. Okay. So the first one, okay, is going underground, and that's what I talked about when when we first got married. I would hide from conflict. I was a mm. withdrawer. I just didn't want to go there. And I don't know, how did you experience it, Steve? Oh, very much the same. Mm. Yeah, and I think, you know, it's interesting, a lot of people who come into this thing called marriage probably find that they're at one or the other extreme mm. because opposites attract, as we talked about last week, in differences. And quite often, two people will come into marriage, one wants to resolve it right now. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. Let's get the issues on the table. Mm, let's get me. it all out there. <laughs> we want to sort it out. We're not leaving until this is resolved. Three rounds of bare knuckle yeah, that's boxing. Right. Oh, <laughs> Ring the bell. <laughs> we are go. Whereas the other one, as Nikki mentioned, and this was a little bit like me too, mm. um, Leanne likes to resolve things. She comes from a, a background where their family just, everything was out there and, mm. and it wasn't always pretty. She would say it wasn't mm. always pretty. Whereas I came from a family where it was a little bit more gentle, shall we say. Mm. And my natural tendency is to, I don't want people to think I've got conflict. I don't want people to look at me and think there's something wrong with our relationship. So I'd go along sweeping it under the carpet, mm-hmm. pretending that we didn't really have any conflict. We did. You know, our marriage wasn't perfect. The irony is now that we're involved in family life, we stand up the front and share with a room full of strangers all the things that we do wrong in our relationship. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, we do have conflict. We yep. do mess up. We get things wrong. But we have learned some ways to process that, mm. yeah. which are really helpful. we'll talk about those later. We will. Yeah. Yeah. And so yeah. for those of us that naturally go underground, this will be the real struggle. Mm. It's like the little tortoise, you know, you pull your head back into your shell mm. and you kind of just go hiding um, Which doesn't necessarily make the conflict go away. <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> you just <laughs> go away. It's still there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you've got to re-engage at some point, right? Mm. Yeah, yeah. So yep. that's not healthy. So G in the gripe stands for going underground, which mm. is something we don't want to do when we handle conflict. Uh, what about resistance? Yeah, that's just basically total denial. And, and I've talked to people before and they'll be like, oh, you know, we, we don't have any conflict. And I look at them and I think, really? Because mm. if you don't have any conflict, then maybe somebody's not being totally open and mm. honest about what's really going on. So the resistance is not when I'm resisting you because I want to prove my point. This is actually you're saying resistance as in I'm ignoring the fact that we've got conflict. Yeah, I'm yeah. resisting this idea that yeah. we've got conflict. Yeah. And I'm actually avoiding it. Yeah, totally. And that's exactly what it is. It's resisting it. It's avoiding it. Yeah. Um, and of course, when you do that, when you avoid conflict, you're actually avoiding the opportunity to have a deeper relationship yeah. because we only get to um, deepen our understanding of one another by w- talking and working through those issues. And that was a lesson I had to learn. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's interesting as you're sharing that, I'm I'm thinking the speed of growth in your relationship will be determined by the speed mm. at which you're willing to lean into the yeah, totally. conflict mm-hmm. in, in a kind way, of course. But um, yeah, I guess we, we want to have this harmonious marriage. We want to live in peace. And if we view conflict as a negative thing, we'll Mm. will resist going there. Yeah. Um, a- and also to remember it's not a um it's not a graph that's continuously improving. So you might take two steps forward and one step back. And I remember sometimes having conflict with Andy 
and I'd say to him, what are we doing speaking at a family life conference? Well, we <laughs> can't even sort this stuff out ourselves. Oh, know, and I so thought about that <laughs> last week. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this week, actually. <laughs> but, I mean, that's, a, that's life, isn't it? I mean, yeah. we yeah. don't have it all together. and But no. it's important to celebrate the successes, you know. And I remember once saying to Andy, we actually had a really good conversation about that, you know. Mm. So it's you're not always going to be continually making those upward progressive steps. You're going to sometimes drop down and start climbing again, but celebrate it when you do. Life is a journey. It totally is. It's <laughs> yeah. not a destination. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that's the resistance. Okay. Yeah. And then the I, moving on to the I in the word gripe there is internalize. Yeah. And I think... This is a this is an interesting one because I think this is when we are overly sensitive and someone that's overly sensitive can be a real obstacle for growing a, mm. a, a relationship. Because nothing you say is okay. Yeah. Nothing you say uh, gets taken personally. Absolutely. Mm. And as soon as you start taking it personally, you're not then having a, um, yeah, just a, uh, an open conversation. You can't just put the issue on the table and talk about the issue. Yep. They're taking everything on them as an affront and yeah. attack to them. Which I, is actually I, a good statement to make to everyone listening. And this is this is hard to do, but don't take your spouse's behaviour personally mm. because sometimes we do. We think, oh, they've just said that or they've done that because they want to get to me. Mm. And most of the time, I mean, some people maybe they're like that, but most of the time I don't think they are. No. They've just said something and they may not even realise that it's hurt you mm-hmm. or they've done something for themselves and it's ended up hurting their spouse. Well, but actually, actually on that, I think sometimes people do say something intentionally to hurt their spouse. Oh, yes, absolutely. Uh, but, but that's usually when this conflict isn't isn't resolved. Yeah. But mm. that comes into the passive-aggressive thing. It oh, does. There we go. That yes, we'll that's like doing it underhand. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you on, on that, no, Steve. No, but um, yeah, I guess some people would be listening and say, "Well, well uh, actually, my spouse is mm. is intentionally trying to hurt me." But for the most, like you say, people's intentions are good. It's really hard, though, to have that have that those discussions with people that are just always saying, you know, it's all about me. It's yeah, and it shows a very selfish attitude as well. Mm. Mm. Yeah, you know, it might be hard for people to relate to this. But I think it's more common than we maybe realize. Mm. Uh, I know Alray has often told me this because I can often take her feedback on board on something that I did mm-hmm. or something that I do. And uh, I make it all about how, uh, and I guess I'm a recovering people pleaser <laughs> in that way. <laughs> so uh, when when something com- comes up in the relationship, well, the reality is a small tweak can make things better for us. Um, but in the past, I've often treated it as this big thing mm. this 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 comment on my entire being mm. whereas hey no it's just this this little thing that you're doing it's not your entire being <laughs> uh, and i guess so i've i've had the habit of and and i probably still do internalizing yeah um that feedback but but i guess for me the the way out of that is is saying out loud or softly to myself hey this is not a comment on my entire being mm. this is just one thing yeah, yeah. Or, or even if you do feel that it is an absolute personal attack to then go back to the other person and say, okay, this is what I heard. This is how I'm feeling. Um, is that what you were trying to say? And then the other person may be like, oh, no, I wasn't trying to say that at all. And then you, it's at least mm. you're leaning into having that conversation yeah. rather than being overly sensitive, which we can then, when we do that, we tend to shut down. Because as we said in communication a couple of sessions ago, what is said is not always yeah. what is heard. <laughs> yeah. And so, yeah, sometimes we do end up taking the 
the wrong end of the stick when that's not what they intended at all. And like you said before, yeah, sure, there are relationships that have got to that point where they've had so much conflict where they're not seeing eye to eye, where they're feeling like, well, I'm just going to go out of my way to hurt this other person. And that's obviously not a healthy position. And if there's people listening today who feel like their relationship is characterised by uh, anger and, and, and yelling and abuse and finger pointing and all that sort of stuff, I'd really encourage them, you know, seek some outside Absolutely. help. It's not mm. okay, but it is okay to seek some outside help. It's not actually a sign of weakness to do that. It's a sign of strength mm -hmm. to say we want our relationship to be better than what it is. Let's find someone else outside who can speak into that. Yeah, and generally if you're in that position, then one person is it can, can tend to be the very controlling. And so you do need a third party to mm. help navigate through that. Yeah. 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 Okay, I feel like this is getting heavy, but there's <laughs> light on the end of the tunnel. Uh, what about the P in the word gripe, passive-aggressive? Yeah. So this is when we're just being we're being stubborn or we're procrastinating. Um, we can have a victim mentality or we can be sneaky and indirect, you know. Okay. And none of us have done that, right? Never. No. no. <laughs> so tell us about uh, what, um, I know this is obviously not true, but what do your kids accuse you of when they say you're being passive-aggressive, oh, Mum? I'm just trying to think, but no, I'll just make a comment and I'll, I'll, I'll think I'm saying something nice, but it'll be like, um, oh, does somebody, would somebody like to empty the dishwasher, you know, or something, and they'll be like, oh, can you just say what you want? No, you know, okay. Olivia, can you empty the dishwasher? Or, yeah. you know, rather than being... Because what, what you're actually saying is, hey, someone needs to empty the dishwasher. Yeah, someone and it, other that someone me. is not going to be me. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but instead of saying what you really feel, yeah, exactly. you disguise that. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I'm not deliberately trying to be sneaky and of indirect. Of course not. Um, I'm trying to be nice. But yeah. to them, they're hearing me being a little bit passive aggressive. Yep. You know? so what they're hearing is, no one's emptied the dishwasher. <laughs> or, no, what they're hearing is, you're not emptying <laughs> the dishwasher. <laughs> so, yeah, so trying to be more, I guess, um, just upfront and saying what we need. With kindness. With ki always with kindness. Yep. I mean, that's, mm. a, that's a given. You know, we're yep. doing this with a kind attitude. That's right. That's right. And I guess when I think about passive aggressive, it to me something's on your heart, and you need to bring it out. Mm. By being passive aggressive, you're actually saying, "Hey, I don't actually have the courage to deal with this right now, so I'm going to avoid this." Mm. And unfortunately, that's not leading us to growth. And also, if you're being passive aggressive, you're actually undermining your own influence because you know we have a we have an influence over how we want to do conflict well yeah. but if we're being passive aggressive we're basically saying i've got no power here and we're just kind of going sneaking around the corner trying to to say something okay so take influence take you know take, say what you want yeah you actually have the power to deal with it mm. and hopefully after today's session you'll have some tools mm. and that's where people fall into when it becomes the the yield mentality yeah. possibly you know i don't like conflict um i don't want this to carry on the way it's going in that downward spiral. So, oh, just whatever you say is, is okay. Yeah, you yeah, know. exactly. <laughs> yes, We're not going to resolve it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, and they don't mean it, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. I still hate you, but just whatever you say. <laughs> That's right. And and you can sort of reach that space of contempt there. Mm. Where and yeah, and that leads into the extreme, mm. the E, 
you know, it does lead into that. So we then go into these extreme modes where, yeah, we're going into contempt. That's awful if you're in a relationship where all you're feeling is contempt from the other person. And then the other extremes are, as I said, that brutal honesty, just saying it. And that's often where the contempt sneaks in. Mm-hmm. Um, being critical, constantly criticizing one another. Mm-hmm. Um, and then stonewalling, you know, a bit like that yielding you were talking about, Steve. So these are attitudes that we don't want. What would you say perhaps to the person that is constantly criticizing? Because I know uh, that it's often a reflection of, you know, what's going on inside. You know, hurt people, mm. hurt people. Hurt. Mm-hmm. And so often when someone's constantly criticizing other people, well, they might be on their own criticism journey internally. But mm-hmm. um, what would you say to someone that's, that's in that space? I think if someone was criticizing their partner constantly, I would actually get them to think about what it is that is, is driving that because they're clearly having a need that's not met. And it might be a need that they meet for themselves or it might be a need that the other person isn't meeting and I'm not talking about expectations I'm talking about need mm-hmm. um, and so it, again there's a there's a deeper conversation to have there but it's all about self-reflection isn't it you know if I've got a critical heart then what's going on in me what what's what's at the root of it what what behavior do I need to own and mm-hmm. we come into that with the growth yep mm. family life have been inspiring and equipping marriages and families in New Zealand since 1990 as a charity we don't make money from our events We rely on the generosity of people who believe in our cause. Maybe you've experienced a family life event. Maybe it even changed your life. Or maybe you're listening to these podcasts and wondering, how can I be involved in helping family life reach homes and families in our beautiful country? You can do that by becoming a friend of family life. Friends of family life are a group of people who partner with us by donating $30 a month or more to enable us to continue impacting homes across Aotearoa. Join us, because we believe when people develop effective relationship skills, their relationships flourish. Your help makes a difference. Check us out at familylife.nz Donate. We'd love to hear from you. Okay, so gripe is how you don't want to deal with conflict. And I'll just go over those again for our listeners. One is going underground. That's the the G in the word gripe. So we don't want to pull back, go underground, avoid what's happening. Uh, The R in there is for resistance. And that also leans into uh, resisting the fact that there is conflict. There is something that you need to deal with or lean into. Uh, then internalize when we make it all about ourselves uh, or everything is about me and every bit of conflict uh, is a reflection on Mm. me as a person, Mm. which it's not really. Uh, Then P in gripe goes for passive aggressive. Mm -hmm. And that's when we really, we don't say what we mean, Mm. but we try and get a little stab around the back (laughs) there without without making it obvious. (laughs) And then there's the extreme where Mm. we've we've launched into full-fledged war. And as we Mm. said before, war doesn't determine who's right, but only who's <laughs> left. Left, left. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. yeah, so we want to survive at the end of this. So, uh, Nikki, you want to take us through the growth uh, mode of... Just before we do, mm. another quote I came across, I'll share this one, because I think it ties in with the gripe that you've mm. been sharing, Nikki, and heads into growth. I mean, Winston Churchill had so many great quotes. I've, yeah. I've known a lot of them, but I just came across this one recently. I love this one. He says this, courage is what it takes to stand up and speak. Mm. And then it goes on, courage is also what it takes 
to sit down and listen. Mm. Mm. And I think as we talk about conflict, you need both those things. Yeah, good Sometimes point. Sometimes in your relationship, you need to stand up and speak. You know, I've, yeah. um, you know what you said, um, you know, really hurt me. You know, you probably don't realise. Um, you need to stand up and speak the truth in love, mm. but sometimes it also means mm. zip the lip, sit down, listen to what the other person is saying all the way through as we talked mm, about. That's yeah. a good point. It takes both of those things. Yeah. And, and on that, I think the way to do that is to say what is my natural mm. inclination. So if my natural inclination is to stand up and speak, then maybe we should be sitting down and listening that's more. That's right. And if we're the ones that are quiet and don't, then maybe we need to stand up and speak out a bit more. That's good. Yeah. That's good. Um, mm. That's good. So thanks for that, Steve. That was good. Growth. Mm. So tell us about growth. So growth is going overground. We talked about going underground, so this is about going overground. So that's being upfront, open and vulnerable. And that takes, as you said, Steve, that takes courage mm-hmm. to be honest and to be open and to basically say I'm not happy here or mm-hmm. I have this need here and it's not being fulfilled. So at least being able to have a conversation, mm-hmm. being open. Mm-hmm. R is the reflective. And this is one that maybe we want to camp on a little bit. And this is where we actually need to review our own behavior, own our own feelings, and then step into expressing them. Okay. Yeah. So how do you do that? How do you own your own feelings? Well, first of all, it's by reviewing what's going on for you. So if you're having some conflict, it's just saying, okay, so um, what is going on inside of me? Why am I feeling this? What's happening? And I know for me, sometimes when Andy would say things or do things, I would feel something and then I learned over time, and this is through doing it wrong many times, but mm-hmm. I would learn, okay, I need to ask myself, I need to process what's what's actually at the bottom of this. Mm-hmm. Is this something that Andy has actually done or has he triggered something that's actually happened in the past and it's an insecurity I have mm-hmm. and I'm bringing that into the present? And so I need to own that. I need to say, okay, you've said something. It actually isn't about you. It's about this. Mm-hmm. But we need to have a conversation because you keep tr- you keep pressing on my, my buttons. <laughs> yep. yeah. <laughs> and again, I mean, I don't know if that's happened for you guys. Oh, you're right. In, in, in any relationship, part of resolving or handling conflict well is taking responsibility for our part in the conflict. Mm-hmm. And and we've had to do this. And I've... Uh, Leanne and I have a competition of of being the first or trying to be the first to say I'm sorry and you know that is actually not easy to do because it means we have to swallow our pride and think okay I'm taking responsibility for what I've done I can't point the finger and blame the other person because I've had some part in this conflict and a couple of illustrations um, I haven't shared these before I'm just sort of thinking through these in my head about some little instances or examples that have happened in our relationship that haven't been a major conflict but I mean one thing I do every morning is I have a shave now I'm not as lucky as you Vane and I can't look good with that stubble <laughs> on my face <laughs> when I don't shave for a couple of days people think I'm a homeless person start offering me food you know so I just have to shave every day and part of that is you know you, you, you splash water on your face and Leanne has made the comment several times about how I splash water around the sink now I could be thinking of that as, oh, she's just nagging me. Mm. But what's the issue? I'm splashing water around the sink. (laughs) And not cleaning it up, obviously. All I need to do is wipe it up. Simple, simple as. Another instance, I've I've, I've caught myself not saying this, but thinking this a number of times. Leanne's a verbal processor. She loves to talk things out. She loves to share things with me. She loves to have conversations about things, which is great. I enjoy that too. I love listening to her. We love um, being involved in that. But quite often, you've learned to love listening <laughs> to her. <laughs> I have, I have over honest, 28 Steve, years. <laughs> I've learned to love listening to my wife most of the time. 
Um, but there's been times when I've been busy or I'm leaving for work or I'm doing something and I, I catch myself thinking, why does she always talk to me when I'm walking away? <laughs> now, what's the issue? Not her talking, it's I'm walking away. Mm. <laughs> so, yeah, it's me taking responsibility. I could blame her for these things, but I've realised, actually, this is this is me. I need to take responsibility for these things. They're not big, they're just little. But I think a lot of times our relationship can get in that downward spiral just by a collection of lots of little things. Yeah. And so we've resolved in our relationship to deal with things when they're small, mm. not to leave them building, building, building until a, a nuclear bomb goes off mm. and you destroy your whole house. You know, it's when they're small, they're easy to take care of. Yeah, yeah. Taking care of the little little mm. weeds in the garden mm. yeah, that's right. before Always. they, they yeah. take over. Yeah. That's good. I, I almost want to add the, the the word pause in there with the reflective, mm. you know, so just just pausing yeah. and thinking, okay, well, hold on a minute. Uh, let's review me. What can I do about mm. the situation before I'm just trying to blame uh, my partner? Yeah. So that's good. G, go over ground, R, reflective. Mm. What about O, Nikki? I like this. This is just being optimistic, you know, mm. maintaining a hopeful attitude that we can do this well. Hope. Yeah, and I yeah. mean, I know because I hadn't been taught how to do conflict well, and as I say, I came in with this idea that we shouldn't be having conflict, mm. and then I would get discouraged when we often went around the, the ring with the same conflict, mm -hmm. but I had to maintain that hopeful attitude that, you know, we can do this well, we will learn, we will grow, and I again, I had to take that on board and just continue to press into it when it didn't go well and be have an optimistic outlook. Yeah, yeah, because um, it, it, it's going to determine how you how you move through conflict. Yeah, if yeah. I'm if I'm not optimistic, then well, one, I'd probably avoid it when it mm. happens, and mm. when it happens, if I don't see a way out, if I don't think we'll get through this, well, then everything just becomes too much. Yeah, yeah, mm, exactly. So. I think you know one optimistic way of looking at conflict in a relationship is that it can actually lead to having a better relationship. Well, that's the goal, yeah. Absolutely is the goal, and it's our choice. And I remember talking to a doctor, a friend of ours a number of years ago, they were doing a series of, of research or testing where they'd hook these electrodes onto a number of people onto their brain, and they would be monitoring uh, emotional responses. And what they found was an angry response, and you know, in conflict or when, when someone gets hit up about something, causes the little needle on the graph to jump right out really mm -hmm. quickly, you know, emotional response under anger, big um, jump in the needle. But what he said they found was in every case, the that angry response of the needle started to come down 15 seconds. It was back down to, you know, normal level again. Now, I'll ask you, Nikki, um, have you been angry for longer than 15 seconds? Ooh. <laughs> I'm sure Do you, you have. To be honest. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look, I have. Of course. I have. So, and I look at that and think, well, what does that mean? Does that mean that those results were false? Were they wrong? Did they just not get it right? I think what, what happens in those cases is we are choosing to hang on, hold on to the anger. You know, we, we are recycling it oh, because okay. we can also choose not to be angry because actually nobody can make us angry That's in right. conflict. We choose to be Absolutely. angry. It's our choice because I can equally choose not to be angry. Yep. And as we talked before about taking our, our, our spouse's behavior personally, I can choose not to take that behavior mm -hmm. personally. I love how Danny Silk uh, talks about powerful people and powerless people. Mm -hmm. 
Now you often think, oh, yeah, powerful, strong, winning the battle. Well, actually, someone that's powerful is someone that can manage their own behavior and their own emotions and take ownership of that. Totally. Someone mm. who's powerless uh, puts that on someone else. So, mm. for example, Nikki, you make me so angry. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Well, actually, no, you may have done something and I have decided yes. I will be angry about yep. it. Exactly. Yep. I always have the choice. Mm. And so what a sad place to be if someone else can be controlling your emotions. Mm -hmm. If you just think about it, that, that's really a powerless place to it be. It is. And, and what we tend to do is what Steve was saying is we rehearse the hurt. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So we take that, we keep going around in our minds about yeah. this person does this and I take yeah. it this way and, and, and you're just going around a, a downward spiral. Yeah. And, and in reality, you can become powerful mm. during conflict. You can become powerful in your relationship. But becoming powerful actually means, hey, I'm going to own my anger right now. Yeah. You didn't make me angry. I chose to become angry because of what you did. Now, I could also choose to not become angry mm. because of what you did. Yeah. Mm. yeah. And, and, and so I guess um, having that optimistic view says, okay, maybe in the past I would have become angry at mm -hmm. what you did right now, but I'm going to be optimistic that we can work through this. Mm. And instead of me becoming angry, I'm going to try and remain calm and then maybe tell you how your behavior has impacted me. Yeah. And then to celebrate when you are calm is to say, yay, I've, I've, I've done mm. something. I would normally do this behavior, but now I'm doing this. I, I've often felt in the heat of the moment, I just need to leave the room. <laughs> I literally need to leave the yeah. room and I'll be over in the next room, calming down, thinking, oh, man, you just messed up again. Mm -mm. And then I'll be thinking of Steve sharing about how they have this competition of being the first to apologize. <laughs> and I'll go back and say, okay. Uh, no pressure. Yeah. And I'll go back and say, okay, well, let's, can we retake that? Can we, yeah. can we try and redo that? Mm. Um, and, and, you know, by, by that stage, maybe, maybe Al Ray would be uh, angry with me because of my behavior. And, and so it will take her a while just to realize, hey, he's actually changed. Mm -hmm. Like that anger is gone. Yeah. Now it's a... Yes, I do get angry. <laughs> <laughs> and that's actually a really wise thing to do because what you've done is taken yourself out of the equation rather than staying there and things build and build and build until they really explode. Sometimes time out is the most wise thing that we can do. Yeah. And we've actually said things like, okay, um, let's just reschedule this argument because right now I'm not thinking rationally <laughs> well, <I can laughs> and promise I'm not going to respond very I well. I love that. Yeah. Let's just reschedule this argument. <laughs> yeah. But I just want to remind listeners actually that's a key point because um, if you are angry, there is no point trying to have a conversation no, about this no. because your emotions are in the way, your rational thinking goes offline, all of a sudden you're, you're in your limbic system, so mm. it's all about that fight or flight. Mm -hmm. um, there's no point trying to have a conversation then. So the best time is the best thing, sorry, is just then to maybe just have some yeah. space. Tell yeah. me if this has happened to you. I've often watched TV or you watched a movie and you see someone having a, a conflict and they're just speaking so nicely and calmly <laughs> and they talk about the issue and they seem to resolve it really well. And I'm thinking, yeah, that's easy. They've got a script and there's no feelings. Mm -hmm. They're not having a <laughs> yeah. real conflict. Exactly. But when you throw feelings into the mix, yep. boy, this is hard stuff. Yeah, It's hard, it's but not it's easy. not impossible. No, it's not doable. impossible at all. And that's why it's good to step back and have that time out. In fact, timing is everything. And, mm. you know, for us, we've found that um, it's not the best time to bring up something that might be uh, a cause of conflict or create mm. an argument 
when I've just got home from a hard day at work mm. or maybe in the middle of, you know, last weekend watching a Bledisloe Cup game, <laughs> you know, particularly if the All Blacks aren't winning. That's not the best time to bring something up. And I know for Leanne, 10.30 at night when we've just hit the pillow is not a good idea to, hey, let's talk about this issue now that we haven't resolved. That's just not going to go well at all. And so timing is everything. And sometimes it is good just to say, like I said before, let's let's reschedule this for later on. Mm. Yeah. I think it'll work yeah. a whole lot better. Yeah. As you say, Steve, timing is everything. Yeah, and that yeah. leads right into the W, right? Willing, being mm. yeah. willing. Yeah, willing, saying, um, okay, this might be uncomfortable, I might not like this, but I'm willing to go there. Yeah. What about the T in growth? Yeah, truth talk. This is a biggie. Mm. Um, and William Backus has written some brilliant books on you know speaking the truth. Basically, he's saying, say what happened, mm-hmm. say how it hurt you and how you felt about it, tell them the consequences and then tell them what you want them to do. Okay, so what happened? Nikki, you hit me over the head with the microphone. (laughs) (laughs) Tell me how how that hurt you, Raymond, and how you felt. Well, do you see this shiner on my head? (laughs) 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 I I, I felt that you don't like me very much. (laughs) You got the message in. Um, No. (laughs) And then tell them the consequences. Was that a bit of passive aggressiveness <laughs> I picked up there, Nikki? <laughs> Tell them the consequences, Bailey. Um, yeah, I'm walking around with this bump <laughs> on my head and I'm struggling to sleep at night. And then tell them what you want them to do. I want you to not hit me over the head with a microphone. <laughs> Please. I mean, that's a bit silly, but I mean, one of the things that um, we say at the conference at the weekend, remember, is, you know, if you look at that, say what happened. It might be... Okay, when we were out with friends last night, you happened to say to me in front of our friends that you didn't, you thought that I watched trashy TV programs. Okay, and then say how it hurt you and how you felt. Okay, I felt really embarrassed that you said that and it made me feel really annoyed and upset and angry with you. Tell them the consequences. Well, as a result, I don't know if you've noticed, but I actually have been ignoring you for the past two days. <laughs> um, and I don't want to be around you right now. Um, and tell them what you want them to do. In future, if you've got something that you want to say that you don't like, can you please talk to me privately and not do it in front of everybody else? Now, I mean, it still stings. It's still not nice. Yeah. But that is an actual truthful way of saying it. Mm. Um, and, and those conversations can, can go better. Well, it's an empowering conversation, right? Because not only have you told me what I've done, but you've also shown me a way out. Mm. Hey, this is a way to do it better. Mm. So it's a challenge for all of us to actually speak the truth. Yeah. And then the H there in uh, the growth, the word growth is humble. Yeah, I think we all need to remember that, that we've got to be have a humble attitude, humble heart towards one another. I'm not right and you're not necessarily wrong. Um you know, owning I've got stuff to work on, I'm a work in progress too. And and I guess this is where forgiveness permeates in this space. Yeah. Um, having the humble attitude to say when I have done it wrong, stepping up, being mature and saying, please forgive me. And after yep. all, that's what God wants us to do. Yeah. Well, it's interesting because, yes, there's humility in saying, hey, I'm, I'm sorry, this is how I messed up. Uh, but that doesn't necessarily mean your partner didn't mess up. And they may not be in the same space of being ready to say they're sorry. Mm. And this is not a competition of saying, I'll say sorry if you say sorry. Mm. Mm. And it's funny because forgiveness can also be a pride thing. So I'll forgive you if you say you're sorry. Mm. Yeah. Whereas it doesn't work that way. No. It never does. But sometimes if I go first, it often just diffuses the situation. Mm. Or if you realize that you're both guilty or you've both had a part in this conflict, you don't want to go to your partner and you're thinking, 
they're 90% wrong in this deal. You know, they've done most of what's caused this conflict. I'm going to go to them and say, sweetheart, will you forgive me for being 10% wrong? It's not going to go well. It's not going to go well. And the reality is you have a part to play, even if your part was becoming angry. Yeah. yeah, it's a good reminder for us. And and one of the things that I liked to have as a personal challenge and a goal was to say, however long it took me previously to ask for forgiveness, make that gap shorter. Mm. Yeah, that's good. Um, so that we're not holding this between us. It's not yep. something that's in the way. As, as soon as we can step into that place, ask for forgiveness, receive forgiveness, we can begin to move in one yeah. again. Oh, forgiveness is huge. And we've actually found, we've learned in our relationship that we talk about anger. Actually, anger never works when you're trying to resolve things no. in a marriage relationship. Yelling at the other person never works. No. And so we've tried to take that right out and let's try and talk about this calmly. And like I said before, it's not always easy because feelings are involved. But realising that anger never solves a problem. Mm-hmm. All you do is hurt the other person or yourself. Yeah, that's that's true. And I love how you use the word try. Because it, it is a work in progress. Oh, we, are. we don't get it. We don't make a decision today and then tomorrow conflict uh, works out perfect for us every single time. You will stumble. You will fail. But like you say, can we shorten the, the gaps mm. between when we maybe mm. go and apologize? Mm. Um, so if you want to grow from conflict, uh, use the growth mm. uh, model, which is go overground, you know, bring it to the forefront, be reflective think about what i have contributed and you know where do i sit in this in this conflict uh think about being optimistic having that hope that you can get through this uh, be willing be willing to talk it through choose the right timing to do so and then you need to have that truth talk the team growth using tools to communicate the message in a way that they can receive it mm. uh, no point in hiding what you're saying, you know, talk the truth, but speak the truth in love. And then the H in growth is for humble. Mm. We need to humble ourselves. This is good stuff, Nikki. You know, I think you should write a book. <laughs> well, you never know. It could be a book <laughs> in the making. <laughs> so we could go into conflict with an attitude that this will help us grow. Mm. If you've got that, that mentality of, hey, we're going to get through this and we're going to get through this stronger, then you will find a way. Mm. On the flip side, if you have that mentality of, oh, this is terrible. I knew we were wrong for each other. Mm. I shouldn't have married you. You shouldn't have, you shouldn't have talked me into marrying you. <laughs> and it's all your fault. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Well, that's not taking us anywhere. No. All right. We'll just have a gripe. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, the, be- the, the couples that have the best marriages didn't get there by accident. You know, they've had to go through some tough times. They've had to go through some some serious conflict. Conflict is common to every marriage. doesn't mean you married the wrong person, but we can learn tools that can help us resolve and handle conflicts well. Mm. Yeah, and who, who said it that a marriage was simply the union of two forgivers? Yeah. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Ruth, Ruth Bell Graham, I think it was. Mm. Mm. Actually, just as we finish, let me read a quote by Gary Chapman in his book, Everybody Wins. He says this, When you resolve conflict, your spouse becomes your friend. Good marriages are based on friendship, not on winning arguments. You know, I think that's a great statement from Gary Chapman, who's written a lot of books on you know, conflict and marriage and relationships. Good stuff. Mm. Yeah, it is. Mm. So that's it from us this week at the Family Life New Zealand podcast. Do take the effort to lean into conflict in a healthy way and become each other's best friends. 
Uh, we'll see you again on the next episode, same time, same place. Steve, thanks for joining us. And we'll catch you later. Thanks. See you soon. You've been listening to the Family Life New Zealand podcast, where we believe that when people develop their relationship skills, their relationships flourish. If you found this conversation useful and want to help us reach more families, simply rate it, review it, and share it. We'll see you next time. Do 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 do